Welcome to the sixth episode of The Americana. I'm the host, Keith Johnson. Thank you for listening in, and I appreciate you being here. This episode is Planes and Automobiles and the Interesting Chaos They Bring Us. And like always, I'm coming to you live and unedited. So if I fuck something up along the way, You'll get to suffer through it just like me. Let's start with some shitty driving etiquette since this topic's fresh in my head. Since recently I had several encounters that raised my blood pressure a bit. I'd like to start here. Why do you think that driving is so difficult for so many people? I mean, I get that if you just naturally suck at something and they weren't blessed with a lot of talent, there isn't much that they can do about it. But I'm not just talking about lack of talent. Some folks are just straight up dicks on the road. I'm sure you've all seen this guy. You're in the fast lane. They're in the slow. As you go to pass them, you turn your turn signal on, and then they speed up all of a sudden. I fucking hate that. As they can clearly see that you need over, possibly didn't take the next exit, and you wonder, are they thinking... Oh man, if you want to get in front of me, you got to earn it. I mean, this isn't a fucking race. You know, you're not winning anything here by letting somebody over. They have to be thinking this, right? Because why are they speeding up? Because when you speed up, they speed up and it turns into this weird fucked up game. Road rage, folks. Don't fall into this trap. Here's what I do when I see these fucktards doing this. I speed up giving them the impression that I want over. Then when I see that burst of acceleration coming from their vehicle, I use it to my advantage. I quickly slow down, pull some Top Gun maneuver shit, and I get behind them. You know, it's interesting because now me being behind them, they're still fucking mad. They're mad at me because what they wanted to do didn't work for them. Now that's a dick for you. People like control. And they don't like to lose it. Everything to them on the road is a competition to these people. Or how about this little fucker? Just the opposite of the last example. When you're in the slow lane and the person next to you is in the fast lane, and they're going the same speed, until you speed up to get in the fast lane, and the race is on, they decide somehow in their mind that if this happens, the world, as they know, will truly end. The earth will burn and Jesus will never return. Or at least, this is how they must perceive it, because their driving etiquette is clearly displaying it, or lack of. And what is it with people riding your ass? Dude, give me some space. Back the fuck off. All right, not to put you ladies on blast here, but you know, honestly, when I have an ass rider, it's typically a female. Now, I have a theory of why this happens with women more than it does with men. Men know that if you piss off another man, they'll probably get out of their car and remind you to stay off their ass, verbally or physically. Women usually get a pass on this, so ladies feel a sense of safety while doing this, at least as long as you're not following Dana White. But remember, ladies, just because you get a pass doesn't mean you can ride that ass. It's all about respect. Next time you do this, think of, think about this, What would Jesus do? 
Have you witnessed the greedy driver? The one when the light turns red? He still just continues through the intersection anyway, like, I'm a pretty big deal. And you guys should just wait there while I continue to devalue your fucking time as well as your life. As he's gracefully carving minutes off of your mere existence because he's convinced of his level of world importance. We see you, you little fuck, trying to not make eye contact. Oh, I love that part. I love to stare into their eyes while they still minutes of your existence as they look away from you, those little pricks. I always thought of myself as kind of an asshole while driving, but at least I used to, prior to this last five years, I've noticed a big change how people drive. Now I'm shining like a diamond around these pricks lately on the road. But even when I see another driver in front of me and they turn their turn signal on, I yield. I mean, let people in. I mean, I might be an asshole, but I mean, I feel good about, you know, not cutting them off, you know? And, you know, you get that wave from the driver and it's kind of like posting some shit on social media, you know, and someone hits the like button, except it's in real life, you know, real shit like we used to do. I can't say this enough. Go easy on people on the road. Just realize most people are fucktards. So when you get mad, just imagine the driver wearing a helmet and a drool pad, because when I see people drive like shit, this is what I imagine. And, you know, if you fuck up. It's okay to do the, hey, I'm totally a dick and didn't mean to do that wave. You know, it'll completely validate your mistake and will help the affected by the incident with their road recovery. And to top the charts on biggest dicks, when getting on the freeway, what the fuck is it with leaving only four feet between the vehicle in front of you if you're driving down the freeway? Now, how the fuck am I supposed to get in when you're not leaving enough room for a bicycle, much less a truck? If someone is going the speed limit, show your appreciation for this accomplishment by giving some space. I get it if the guy's trying to enter the freeway at 34 fucking miles per hour. Just keep pushing those folks on down to the next exit as they probably need to take the back roads home anyway. They don't need to be on the freeway. If you can't do the speed limit to get on the freeway, it's a pretty safe bet that once you're on the freeway, you're not going to do the speed limit there either. But for God's sakes, leave some room for good drivers. Reward that shit. I'll tell you what I do to fix this problem when people aren't letting me in. I put my turn signal on. I let it blink three times. And it's not to ask if you'll let me in. It's to tell you that I'm coming over. So if you're a dick, you're going to know, and you probably will get ran off the road. And if the road dicks weren't enough, don't get me started on the timing of these red lights. Okay, I don't mean to fuck you up psychologically here, but, and this might make you overthink every intersection that you approach. This is totally stupid, I know, probably bullshit, but... Take this with a grain of salt. I started analyzing when I approached the green lights at an intersection from a distance, and I noticed a camera on top of every intersection I come to. Now, you could be saying, well, that's just to record incidents or accidents. What if it's something else? What if there are people hired to run and operate these lights? 
to fuck with people. Is it not a coincidence when you approach a green light every fucking time it turns red? I mean, it would make sense from a financial gain perspective for a city to do this, to catch you running a red light because your mind can't accept the fact that you just wrongly timed the eighth fucking light in a row. Take, for instance, there's a light in an intersection in a town called Sherwood, Oregon. Wait, isn't where Sherwood... Robin Hood used to steal... Ah, fuck it. Anyway. Anyway, this intersection, I'm not kidding you, is set up to where you literally do not have time. If the light turns yellow as you approach or enter the intersection before it turns red, you don't have time. Now, this one has one of those really nice intersections, you know, where... You know, the one where they have the high dollar tax funded camera where they send you a fucked up picture of yourself and a bill as you make eye contact with what inevitably will totally fuck your day up for in the near future you know i know constantly make you worry every single day until you get it in the mail so what do people do what do they start to do to react to what i call an intersection trap well, drivers slam on their brakes to make sure that they don't get a ticket. That's what they do. Now, there's some super safe, ingenious planning done here by the city of Sherwood. But I would think it makes sense if they don't care anymore about your safety. And if you look into what these photo radar camera intersections are making profit-wise for the year and for their city, well, it might help you to understand why they install these. Once again, it's about additional profits, not for your safety. How big of an asshole do you have to be to set up an operation like this? They try to use safety as the main objective here. But seeing this camera and intersection at work, I, it clearly speaks otherwise. They could easily give people more time to get through this intersection, add time to the yellow light before it turns red. But they don't. And they do it intentionally. It's a super stressful intersection. Besides, it's not like we need more shit to stress about while we're driving on our daily commute. And adding to that shit show that needs to stop, what is it with Oregon and bicycle riders on the fucking roads? How many of these hood ornaments do we have to install before they're deemed not safe on the streets? I had a customer named Helen. I love this lady. She cursed more than I did. I love older folks when they cuss it gives me faith. She had a son that apparently never left home. He was around 39 years of age. His mom told me he refused to get a car, but she worried about him all the time because he'd been hit four fucking times while riding his bike on the road. She said, he has three lawsuits remaining to get paid on and he doesn't work. And I looked at her and said, or does he? And even though we both laughed a little, Mine was more like, haha, fuck this guy. Who knows, you might meet him one day on the road, if you're not careful. And maybe he can fuck your day up also. As I'm sure, it was a horrific ordeal for the ones that hit him. I mean, what an asshole. I would really like it if they made some laws keeping these two-wheeled maniacs to be limited to roads with bike-only lanes and outlawed on roads without. It's not safe for either driver or biker when you're jetting down a single lane road 
at night that my truck can barely fit on. Not to mention, I get ass raped in taxes, fees, just to drive on these fucking roads that you share none of the financial burden for. You know, I can't stop hearing this song as soon as I see riders on the road. See, unlike America, this road was not made for you and me. I'm not against bike riders. I just don't think it's fair to allow them in places that aren't safe. And then stick us with the burden of feeling guilty because they become a permanent part of my vehicle's grill. But if you want to trade two wheels for four, I can't stop you. If a wheelchair is something you fantasize about, Lifted four-wheel drive trucks will help you get there. Hopefully someone hears this and thinks twice. Don't we pay for something called public safety measures? This is something that should possibly get another look at, considering they make thousands of fucking laws that are stupid every single day. Maybe they can make some smart ones. So why do they allow these bikes in all these dangerous places? Is some part of the Green New Deal They're just overlooking the common sense side of things. Speaking about overlooking the common sense side of things and the Green New Deal, Ocasio-Cortez, Ocasio, Ocasio, however the fuck you say that name, has been selling her Green New Deal ideologies for a while now. It was funny, and I saw this, and, and, and not very well, might I add. The same problem we have with riders on the road because of stupid assholes that we have as representatives and the same reasons we have to listen to stupid shit coming from the mouths of people like Ocasio-Cortez. I heard Ocasio-Cortez speaking recently to a talk show host about wanting to add battery-operated Boeing 777 jets to their fleets, some kind of a hybrid model jet or some shit. The reporter told her that he had already spoke to a Boeing engineer and he said that it would never, ever be a possibility. It couldn't happen. It is 100% impossible. Making that clear, you would think she wouldn't question it, but she simply responded, we'll keep moving forward as we progress towards this. The look on his face was priceless. It's the same look as mine as I approach a bicyclist in the middle of the fucking road going 14 miles an hour in a speed zone of 40. In her last profession, when someone asked for a B-52, would she just hand you a Coors Light? She doesn't seem to listen very well, but she is in politics now, so listening usually doesn't usually gets turned off once they reach their destination. The high-priced fantasies go up, and so does our country's deficit. Speaking of planes, since we're on the subject, here's some stupid shit I always wonder about. Why do they push the flight attendant seatbelt instructional how-to so hard on people before takeoff? I mean, they want everyone's attention. Also, when presenting this vital safety information, I haven't flown too many times, but I can't imagine there being a serious need for seatbelts on a fucking plane. I mean, if they if they do, and you're literally going from your chair to the ceiling, 
maybe we shouldn't be riding these fucking things. I mean, do they figure you? it might be easier to identify you by your seats, maybe? Well, this is row J39. Man, John really made a mistake by purchasing that window seat this time. I can't imagine there being any time when a plane is going down and you say, oh shit, we are nosediving at 600 miles per hour heading directly towards the ground. Could you literally, in good conscience, look to the person next to you and say, um, I think it might be best that we buckle up. I mean, what a joke. Is There was literally, there was a reality coming at this point. And your seatbelt didn't get the memo. And you might as well name that seatbelt Nancy Pelosi because it ain't doing shit for you. Never has, never will. It's got its own agenda, just like Nancy. It's in place to act like there's hope. But the closest thing to hope we've seen was Paul's hammer. And what about the seatbelt, the instructions of the seat instructions? of how to use your seat as a flotation device. I mean, holy shit, I bit my tongue so hard when this came up the last flight I took because we were flying a direct flight from PDX to Las Vegas, and there's no water in between that. But we had to listen to this shit anyway from the flight attendant as she still explains to us how our seat... Our seats will become a flotation device in the incident that we're in a water landing. What am I, landing in someone's fucking pool or something? I mean, I love how they always minimize the trauma by explaining the safety measures. It makes everyone feel safe, maybe like a cup of hot cocoa would feel just before takeoff. Well, next time you're on a plane, maybe ask. Maybe ask this question. Hey, how do I take the fucking seats off? I've never once heard this. Did I miss this this last time? I mean... Every time, do I miss this during this presentation? Is there a screwdriver set that comes with our meals or something? Or a button do I push? How the fuck do I get the seat off? What the fuck are they selling us here? Are we all going to wait until we land in the water to look at each other and then say, how do we get these fucking seats off as we're sinking? I mean, there are so many dumb people in society we've nerfed almost every sharp edge for to protect. How many people do you think would just stay seated in a plane landing in water? They'll call it a landing. How many would stay seated in their seat because it was promised to be a flotation device? I mean, this would be their comment in this scenario. The plane crashes in water. Well, the seat is going to float, so I'm going to stay seated. I'm going to stay sitting right here. Inside the aircraft, why it's sinking. Someone like me, of course, I'd be thinking, okay, that sounds good. I'm swimming out of this motherfucker. When I get to the surface, I'll let everyone know that uh, you never lost faith. Common sense, people. The most important human power given to only a small fraction of the population. I think it's safe to say that sometimes you accept a certain fate when you do certain things. You may not always reach your destination, and that's okay. If that's the way it has to be, so be it. I wonder how many people out there don't fly because of fear of flying, or how many people don't do things they have interest in doing because of fear of dying, or feel it f- or just the overall fear of failing. 
I enjoy reading well-written quotes, and I've seen some interesting quotes that have stuck with me. One is, there are two pains in life. One is discipline, and the other is regret. Discipline weighs ounces, and regret weighs tons. So get your ass on that plane. Don't overthink those flight instructions. And get to that destination you want to go to. Stop fearing shit. And remember that seat, that seat you're sitting on, you know, is a flotation device. Just click on old Nancy Pelosi around your waist and be thankful. When you look at the bright side of things, that 777 you're on wasn't engineered by Ocasio-Cortez. And thankfully, it's not running on batteries. Nope. It's running on good old American rocket fuel. So if it does go down, the trusty oxygen mask, seat belt, and flotation device, huh, they won't mean shit when it's 2,000 degrees. So stop worrying about all the small details and enjoy life. It's short and our time here is limited. They say a man has two lives and his second one begins when he realizes he only has one. Thanks for listening in. I Hope you follow along to the next episode, number seven, where I don't know what the fuck I'm going to talk about, but it's going to be something good. So I'm Keith Johnson, and thanks for listening, and this is The Americana.